to an episode of Life and Pinstripes. I'm DJ Stoltenberg. I'm James Yevin. And this is episode number oh, 37. Hey yo, Casey Stangle. I know a lot of people are probably not familiar with this name, but uh, he's a nine-time World Ch- Series champion, two as a player, seven as a manager. Casey Stangle, good job. Good job. I'm guessing he did a pretty damn good job. I mean, he did lead the Yankees. He just has one of those names that's like classic. Casey Stengel. Casey Stengel. Well, that's what happens when you're born in 1890. <laughs> he sounds like a bag of bagels. Yeah, like bag of bagels. I'll here. take two Casey Stengels. With a little bit of a lux cream cheese spread. And Pringles and Stengels and bagels. And... Welcome to the nightcap of this Doubleheader Week episode. This is going to be... An ugly one. This is uh this is uh oh man. Prepare yourselves because there's gonna be there's gonna be some uh there's some yelling going on. Okay. We're just gonna start off right off the bat with the Houston Astros. Wow. James, go. Okay. So as you may know, the Houston Astros got caught. They got they were considered cheating. By using a camera in center field and garbage cans and banging. Making noises from the dugout. Yes. It's like sometimes you think to yourselves, how are these hitters able to um, read off of these pitches? Like the off-speed pitches. Too good. Because they always say sign stealing has been tails all the time. The game has always had it. People on second base, you know, you got to give multiple signs as a pitcher or a catcher because the guy on second's going to touch his kneecap if it's a fastball or this knee if it's off speed. Yep. We get it. However, this this is a whole new level. This is a whole new level. We're not looking at this or this or this. We're looking at technology. And it's some guy in center field, some like sweaty, bald guy with a beer gut out there just zooming in. On the catcher's crotch, looking at whatever he's calling or whatever finger grip the pitcher has, that's just horse poop. Horse poop at its finest. Horse poop at its finest. And then from that camera in center field, which comes back to the dugout, Mm -hmm. there was a garbage bag, and they would bang on the garbage bag, determining what Garbage can, garbage can. Sorry, garbage can. Hey. If you I believe if you bang on a garbage bag, it would not make much noise. Sorry, garbage can. Let's bang on a garbage bag. You want? I can grab a garbage bag if you want. Grab it. Are you actually? No, you don't. I was about to say. Okay, garbage. It wouldn't make any noise. Okay, garbage can determining what kind of pitch was going to be thrown at the hitter. Now they didn't know exactly what pitch was going to be thrown, but it's a huge difference to know fastballs coming or off speed. Exactly. Change up or curveball or slider. Just knowing. You could have your weight back a little extra and have an extra second to look at it versus being, oh, it's fastball, too late. You could gear up and unload on some of those pitches. And now that I look back, it's hard not to feel like it's all tainted. You know, how Jose Altuve, that home run against Chapman, just saying, it looked like he knew that the slider was coming yeah. right at him. And then next thing you know... And we're not trying to be those guys taking away the credit oh, no, no, of no, no. the good Astros hitters. Oh, no, 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 no. Not a chance. I mean, obviously Altuve, Bregman, Springer. Yeah. A lot of, lot of big name. Jordan Alvarez, who just won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Congrats to him. But then there's like the 
cliche Yuri Guli, uh, sorry Yuli Guriel, who had these magnificent clutch hits, but is just so actually like supposed to be mediocre, but he's had dominant moments, and you can't help but think, wait, was that just? Him knowing a changeup was coming, or was or that him, him was just knowing just, a fastball was coming, or just pure luck, or much. was it actual skill? Are we not going to give them credit? Like this is bothersome. This is bad. This is a really bad thing. This is this almost is similar to Deflategate with the Patriots. Yeah, you think about it. And I, it's, it's. I think it's going to be worse. It's going. It's getting worse as it is because you know it's with the people involved like AJ Hinch and Alex Cora, who is now manager of the Red Sox, and Carlos Beltran, who is now manager of the, the Mets. He hasn't managed one game, and there's already like a red flag on him. Huge, and on top of it, I heard something today in baseball. You can only fine a team up to two million dollars. That is the largest a commissioner can fine a team. Is that possible? Really? That's the. I, I feel mean, like that's nothing. Really, it's nothing. A minor league team would be like, "Screw it, we'll cheat to try to win the championship, and we'll pay you two million. Who cares?" However, where the hammer can drop is suspensions, bans, lifetime bans, and also asterisks, yeah, Astrix. and stuff like that. So that's where they can actually do some damage. But when it comes to money, when you have teams that make hundreds of millions of dollars a year, billions maybe. Yeah, but they don't give a crap about two million dollars. So I know this MLB's got to figure that whole rule out and be like, all right, you can have free reign, but then also at the same time you can't give too much tyrannical power to the commission. So I get it, but two million dollars ain't shit. No, it really isn't. And I swore, yeah, I did. You know what? I did. You know what? Fuck it. If there's gonna be yeah. a lot of swearing in this one, ass. Okay. okay, okay, don't go too far, there, my man. What is too far? You know what, James? It, the Astros. The Astros. They've gone. They've too gone far. too far. That championship year in 2017? Question mark. Asterisk. Question mark. Smiley face. Semicolon. All the all the other bad all things. All of it. Because think of it this way. With uh, you know, we faced them in the 2017 ALCS. Yeah. We were up three games to two. Everything looked like it was going our way. Yeah. And then we came back for those final two games. And oh. they were non-existent, and yet the Astros were able to find a way to. Uh... And they always had a clutch hit, and it's just saying they always. It's like, man, their hitters, their hitting coach must be really good, or all these. things. I mean, obviously in 2017, we're just like, okay, these guys are the real deal, and yeah. they were the real deal. But what if they were only that? the real deal because they had this advantage, or they did this, change up, and you know what? I look back to my playing days because. Sign stealing was a big thing. I had a lot of teammates that would try to get any advantage possible. I wasn't one of them. I actually hated when somebody was on base trying to tip me off because all it takes is one time where they're freaking wrong and you're expecting off speed and the fastball comes and you look like a fool. And then you're just in your head. You're already in a game of cat and mouse with the pitcher trying to figure out his moves, your moves. So don't add in crap. Is it actually going to be a fastball like my teammate just told me? Is he wrong? Is he right? You don't need to add any extra crap to think about. So I actually just like to be pure reactive. I was my best hitter when I didn't have any bull, bull poop cheating crap going on. 
uh, I had coaches that would even say, hey, you want me to tap, you know, I would have coach be like, he's tipping his pitches. And I was like, all right, coach, well, I'd rather look for a pitcher's tendencies, like the way he holds his glove or how long he sets for. Sometimes these things give away what pitch is coming. And that's an earned discovery of what's happening, not the BS crap the Astros are pulling. Just you, don't like it. Don't you, like it. I know. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? You, they just, you kidding me, guy? You kidding me? They're literally the most hated team in MLB Egregious. now. Heinous. But here's the thing. We talked about this off air. Um, the element of surprise yeah. is gone. Think of it that way. Because they know what kind of pitch is coming by literally by just doing this. They're, Slider. They're not earning anything. No. And surprise is the game of baseball. It's that game of cat and mouse with the pitcher. How far in his head can you get? How far in your own head do you not let him get? And are you even ready to hit a fastball inside and up? Or are you ready to wave back and shift your weight back and hit a slow pitch low and away? Holy advantage to the person who knows the speed of the ball coming. It's just like... It's, it's like, oh my goodness. It's like, it's not the reason they hate the Astros. This is... My, this is bad. This is actually really, really bad. bad. Because you know what? I actually... I, you know, I never hated them, but I respected them because they were good. There was something but, this year, though, that... But now, yeah, but now I almost am like... And I, of course, I love George Springer, so that's why I... You know what it is? George him. Springer is probably the most humble guy in that yeah. clubhouse. I feel like he has the look in his face like, we shouldn't be doing this. Like, now I'm going to look back and be like, damn, were they actually that good? Or were they just getting a little extra help here and there? So I, they appeared to be that good either way this is it's it's dark dark it, it's kind of at first i was like very angry like very angry because you know we faced them twice mm. 2017 in, to the, and this crucial. year obviously and, and we were documented complaining this year about whistling the whistling and so they thought they could mix up their strategy and whistle and uh, we no, caught no, on no, we no, caught no, on no 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 that's something serious. If the Yankees complain, Yankees don't complain. We're not complainers. Uh uh-uh, uh. No not real. A chance. No, no major league teams a complainer. You don't hear Brian Cashman complain or yeah. Hal Steinbrenner. And if somebody does, then something's up. And the fact that the Yankees literally said this year they did it again. They're whispering. Like, how did this all break? Was it just Mike Fears or Mike Fires, the guy who used to be on that team? Oh, he's the one that called them out, by the way. Yeah, and then he was on. The, he was on a team that was cheating, but he's a pitcher. My point is that doesn't benefit his ass at all. No, and then it's like it benefits the hitter. It's like literally as soon as well. Think of it this way: if it benefits the hitter, think about the pitchers who worked hard trying to figure oh, figure yeah. out their pitching repertoire. Isn't it funny? Like literally, as soon as Mike Fires said something, other pitchers are starting to say something now. Yeah. Like uh, when we were watching the Michael K show, that Kevin Gosman, former Oriole Gosman, and. Uh, I watched uh, something a little bit earlier with uh, Danny Farquhar, where you can Farquhar. hear you can hear the banging. By the way, like they were knowing oh. what kind of pitch was coming, and he was starting to get frustrated. He actually had to call time because he's like, something's up. And he did he look over at the dugout at all, or did he? No, he had like a talk with the catcher. He could have been talking about to the dugout. But he's he's perceiving that the hitter is shifting his weight to the point where he knows what's coming. Exactly. He's like, am I tipping my pitches? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. That was like the biggest worry. It's like, Ugh. especially when we hit, when Paxson pitched in game two. 
people were wondering if he was tipping his pitches or not because they were able to get good counts and be able to be successful. And if you know what's coming with Paxton, the fact that that takes us so much advantage away, I just I'm baffled. I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed. I'm, I'm baffled. And I'm also very curious to see what is going to be happening. Yeah. What law is going to be taken? What down, laws? What fine down upon suspensions? The, possibly. Take Obviously, away, take away a freaking World Series? Like, is that even possible? Their first, their one and only World Series title in franchise history, Oof. and it puts a giant asterisk next to it. Like, I'm sorry, you, you guys suck. Yeah, that's you, why you care. Because now the the big giant to defeat. I'm never going to not question it. No. I still know they're good hitters. I still know they have... They're still going to have the same team, obviously, next year. Except for Or Garrett. are they? Because... No, things are going to be different now. Different pitchers. And also, who's going to be suspended? Is there some guy that cheated more than the others? Is this investigation... Who's getting the finger? Who's getting this? Who's, who's getting, getting that? The middle finger. I would do it right now, but I'm classy. I'll tell you one thing. Tell me what else, though angered you about baseball news <sighs> where does one start all right we already started let us continue ironically casey stengel was a manager for the yankees and we had manager of the year awards mm. earlier this week yeah aaron boone was a finalist and Oy. they gave it to <laughs> Rocco Baldelli of the Twins. First off, the best thing about Rocco Baldelli is his name. Rocco, Rocco Baldelli. Baldelli. Badass. He was actually bad. Not, he was not a bad player. Oh, I loved him. Oh, yeah. Three hitter for the Tampa Bay Devil, Devil Rays. Rays. If you guys remember them. The Devil keyword. And he was like very solid on a very crappy team for a very long time. I liked Rocco Baldelli. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Rocco Baldelli. The Twins last year won 78 games. This year they won 101 wins. They won their first division title since 2010. They also hit 307 home runs as a team. I mean, I give respect. I think he did a great job. Totally. However, though, did Rocco Baldelli have 35 guys on the IHL with 50 different IL stints? Yeah. I hate to break it to you. There is no way in hell any manager can do what Aaron Boone did with this team. Especially if it's a focus on the regular season. I was about to say, if this if it's postseason, that's bullshit. Because if it's postseason, we, he swept he, Rocco He Baldelli. swept Rocco Baldelli's team. But if it's regular season, it's Aaron Boone. I'm sorry. Basically, we won the series against the Twins if we, it comes down to that, but... If, if it comes down to like individual achievement, Aaron Boone, it ain't easy not knowing who the hell is hurting, calling up and calling down. An average week for him, he didn't have the same lineup call. It was once. Like, he it, couldn't put the same team out there. He literally twice woke, in a row. He literally woke up the next day and a star player was injured. One, except one day, the day the day after our Yankee game. Two stars went on the IL, and, and then it was a trend after and that. Do you think that these fill-in players just were magically great and stepped up and did great things? They, they were a coach had something to do with it. Is my point the way he handled it? He basically made the backup players look like 
he gave them all the confidence in the world. Did you know there was a lineup consisted of Mike Ford, Mike Talkman, Austin Romine, Cameron Mabin, Clint Frazier, Tyler Wade? Who are these guys? Exactly. And they led them to 103 wins. Booyah. Destroying every AL East opponent, including the Red Sox and the Rays. The Rays were 10 games back. Big time. You were telling me if you had a lineup consisting of Mike Ford and Mike Talkman that you would win 103 games, you would think I'm insane. I just don't understand what criteria they took it on. What's with the bias? I'm sorry. There's there's a little bit of bias going on here. Well, it's got to be that, but you know how like when they do Oscars and Golden Globes, there's this weird, okay, now it's your turn type thing. Sometimes I feel like with awards, it doesn't actually go to the person that deserves it. It's like not necessarily even a rotation system, but... In the Emmys and the Golden Globes and all that, it's like, okay, it goes back and forth. It hasn't been Leonardo DiCaprio in a while. and There was a, yeah, uh, nah, George nah, Clooney nah. in a while. And it rotates. But when it comes down to this, is it because Rocco De- Baldelli did a great job and is the or newest? Is it, or is it because it was his first year as a manager? And yeah, he's the newest. Uh, okay, we get it. But just explain it to us. I know. Like, give us the reason why you think Rocco Baldelli got the edge over our guy, Aaron Boone. Other than his last name sounding like an awesome Italian New York sandwich. I'll take a Baldelli on rye. What what do you think that Baldelli sandwich would consist of? Ham, salami, pastrami, prosciutto. Hey, pastrami, that's my thing. Ham, trami, pastram, and all the other meats put together. Bologna. Bologna. Definitely bologna. Speaking of bologna, that was a bologna decision that was made. We're going to rewind. Retell the joke. Speaking of bologna... That was a terrible decision. I hate to break it. Like I said. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. To, Ro- no to disrespect. Rocco Baldelli. Obviously did a great job sending his t- twins to the playoffs. Eventually getting swept by us, but... We tip our cap to Rocco Baldelli. Beef sandwich Baldelli. There would definitely be a sandwich named after you somewhere in Minneapolis after that. Oh, yeah. And in New York still, probably. Probably. There's a Baldelli sandwich somewhere, I'm telling you. I will look it up. After this. But. But I'm sorry. Aaron Boone, man. Hey, Aaron Boone. And hey, we were still the ones that were a little upset with him at first in the playoffs. And then we realized something was out of his control and above his head. And if he could continue to manage the way he managed all year and was allowed to do so. Yeah. The playoffs could have been a different story. Absolutely. You you think he probably would have won manager of the year if his team won the World Series, maybe? I feel like that's another thing. They don't do that. Whoever wins the World Series, they don't put up for manager of the year. They like let that category be covered by the World Series win. So that's just another weird politic thing about it. That's weird. But nonetheless, I, I there just, is no going back. Nope. There's only... The decision was made. There is no reason to go back. I had my fit after I got the decision. But I, I, just, I want to piss you off just one more time, though, James. Just do it. What you got? DJ LeMay. Oh my freaking goodness. This one makes the least sense to me. We had DJ LeMayhew as an MVP candidate since June, I think. From beginning to end of season. First of all, to his last at bat. First of all, don't be those Yankee fans in February when you say, We should have got him Machado, but we got this punk LeMayhew. Shame on you for saying that, by the way. Oh. DJ LeMahieu, let's go over the stats. 
He was the one Yankee that did not go on the IL, by the way. Oh, yeah. Played, what was it, 145 games? He played games. 145 games. He probably missed a couple of games. Oh, yeah. You got every nine, you got to take one off. Yes. Um, he batted uh, 327, 26 home runs, 102 RBIs. As a leadoff hitter. He was a leadoff hitter. Batted three, or sorry, 375 on base percentage. 518 slugging, and an 893 OPS. For those who were just sounding that numbers were being thrown at you, what that basically means is, as a leadoff hitter, not a, he only hit for average. He hit for power. All sorts of the field, yes, he mm-hmm. hit for power. And was clearly clutch. He had over 100 RBIs as a leadoff hitter. That means like the few times that it happens so that the 8 and 9 hitter get on base... He got the job done. He batted almost 400 with runners in scoring position, by the way, as I bend this pen out of frustration. Good grace. But anyway, how is this guy not an MVP finalist? I'm sorry. Keep talking. You give it to Marcus Simeon? First of all. Oh, yeah. Simeon me later. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Awful joke. All right, here's his stats. I will say this. 162 games. All right. Pretty good. Okay, so he played every game. Yes. Okay. 285. Not as oh, good. Oh, yeah, and he played it all at one position. At there's, shortstop. Uh, the DJ, other thing about uh, DJ, who he, kind of played everywhere. He pretty much played it. He probably could have been a starting pitcher for all I know. And then in the freaking playoffs, he's scooping every bad throw our boys are making. Uh, yeah, he was not even a first baseman, by the way, too. Yeah. And he was scooping balls better than Luke Voigt, pretty much. Oh, yeah, he straight up did. Okay, uh, batted 285. That's good. Not as good as 327, though, obviously. Yeah, what the... 33 home runs. All right, seven more home runs. 92 RBIs. That's 10 RBIs less. Here's the other thing before you continue, because these numbers have don't mean many things to people that don't understand. What we're basically saying is this guy, who was, I believe, the three, four, or five hitter of his team... For the Oakland A's, pretty much, yeah. 92 RBIs, 10 less RBIs. Then, uh, DJ did it in the leadoff spot. This guy does it in the power cleanup spot where he's supposed to you're have sub- RBI. You're supposed to have more than 100 RBIs if you're in the 3 4 How does somebody get the. How does somebody get. How the, does he get MVP? How? First of all, how? I don't get. No one talked about Marcus Simeon at all during this season. And, and no one talked about him at the end either because whatever he did, he didn't do enough. Yeah, because his team. Lost in the wild card game. And do you remember the last thing that DJ did to try to help his godforsaken teammates? Who literally looked like they were literally were dead. Literally couldn't hit water if they fell out of a fucking boat. A fucking boat. And then, 10 pitch at bat against Roberto Ozuna. And then... And God bless Gio Urshela for getting on base for that hit. Because he was he, great. He had a rocket, too. He, he had a rocket, by the way, that, for that in that ninth hit. But anyway... Deep fly ball, right field. Looks like it might be caught by Springer. It looks like he's going to leap. And just out of the reach. Over the Literally wall. giving Yankee fans hope. Giving me hope. Thinking that it that blew us away. Because the fact that he did it again. He's our only guy contributing. He's the, it's like he was the, the only guy I trusted. Stop. Only guy. And to be honest, you eventually think, well... It's going to end sometime. It's going to end. It never ended. No. And then the last thing he did was give us a chance. He hit a t- game-tying home run in the ninth inning. I hate to break it to you, but that is... He breaks to hate it to by you. The way, by the way, MVP is most valuable player. Primate. Remember Primate. Oh, 
the chimpanzee doing a flip on a, on yes. a snow, snowboard. Yes, I do remember. I that. love that movie. That was a great movie. But, but anyway, MVP. Most valuable player. DJ was, valuable. was the definition of valuable. He is the quintessential perfect. Aaron Boone said, I'm going to put you at first. He said yes. I'm going to put you at third. He said yes. He said yes. Literally he said anywhere yes. he put him. He it. said yes. Literally anywhere he put him, he played there. Why is this guy not a fucking MVP finalist? And that, I will put a stamp on that swear because I agree. that This one baffles me. It's more so, why wasn't he even in the conversation? Where's my pen? There you go. And why was it Marcus Simeon? Like, I feel like I could name like 30 players that did better than he did all year. Anyway, anyways. anyways. Yeah, that, I, I think I've had, I think I had my anger. That pen toss felt great, by the way. All right. I want to keep on the piss you off theme and talk about Russell Westbrook. Oh my goodness. Is this the episode this where... This one will be quick. Is this the episode where James's head is going to fucking explode, by the way? No, no, no. We can go way more explodier. I'd rather not. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going to go there. Fair. You know what? Bring it on. But Patrick Beverly okay. is a good defender. He is a very good defender for the Clippers. And he was playing against the selfish team and selfish team eight number two, uh, the uh, Rockets. Should we make shirts, by the way? <laughs> selfish one, selfish totally, two. Totally, totally. I'll be... Whoever, you'll be Westbrook because you have like the skinnier frame and I'll just grow my beard out. Yep, I guess you could do that. Why don't I just start talking like Russell Westbrook? Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, this did not happen. You gotta dress like him, too. Oh my god, his wardrobe was like a. It's a little bit more feminine Cam Newton, is what it really is. Just go in the Cam Newton section and look for the female Cam Newton. Just look at that. Just look at Cam Newton's last outfit when he wore like a. Looked like he was from like Medea's like family vacation. Or Perfectly like said, Medea's uh, whatever. Uh, but anyway. adventure in the digressing whatever. on a film. But level. I will say this: Russell Westbrook made fun, or no, he went at Patrick Beverly verbally, basically calling him a ghost. There is literally an entire like forty-five seconds where he goes off saying he ain't shit. Basically, is what he said. And to be honest. The funny thing was, he calls him out and is like, you know what? He's basically telling, he's saying Harden dropped 47 points on him. He's like, you know what, Patrick? 47, that's what happened. And when you actually look at the stats, the advanced metric saber whatever guys in basketball. The saber metrics. Oh, for seven, or maybe he was one for seven. But, hey, that. but, but it was a layup. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But when Patrick Beverly played defense on James Harden, <laughs> James did not make a shot. James Harden? On uh, offense, what? Think of it this way: forty-seven points. At least thirty-five of it was bleh, against this. against other people. Yes, Patrick Beverly playing defense did his job and was actually a thwarting force. Russell Westbrook comes out and is like, "Dude, dude, blows me." It's like, do your research, dude. Just shut, just shut up, honestly. And if you're gonna open your mouth, at least. Back it up. Have some weight up in there. You or know? have some class, at least. Well, yeah, we'll start there, but God forbid. you got to have some class. You send you... selfish person number A to selfish person number B, and you put them together on a Houston Rockets team who thinks they're better for it. It is a sad train wreck ready to explode. 
It seems like Houston is having some trouble right now. Houston, we, we definitely have a problem. We definitely have a problem. Because Major the, you got problem. the Astros cheating. You got the Rockets, the most selfish oh, team. Oh, yeah. What's actually going on in Houston that's going well? The Texans. All right. There is a, some sunshine for you. Sun, Deshaun Watson. Sunshine and farts. Because J.J. Watt ripped his arm off and he can't play this year. You can't help but feel bad for J.J. Watt. Oh, I love J.J. Watt. He's love probably one of my favorite players to watch in Absolutely. the NFL. Absolutely. Hands down. And his name is one letter away from mine. And his brother's name is mine. Is that, so, where, is that where you're a Steelers fan? Because there's TJ Watt. What? <laughs> hey, yo. Wow. Just, well, once again, we did not get to our Uber stories because, good grief, we just had a lot of fun making some negative energy kind of try to turn positive there. You just had, you just had a good time. You just ripping my paper, the shreds all the way up there. I threw There's a pen over there. Evidence of James has been. I almost here. Bet, James's I, frustration. I almost bet my here. pen in that, but you know what? I'm obviously past all that. I need to release my feelings because I couldn't don't... break the pen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. You didn't want to. Ink would have gone everywhere. Yes, it probably would have gone on the laptop. It oh. probably would have gone on the couch. And think of it this way: I do not want to deal with pissed off people the next morning. So don't look at yourself. Hopefully, you won't be pissed off anymore. Well, you know what? Don't as, look in the mirror. As November goes on, we'll keep okay. talking like this. And Thanksgiving's almost here, and I can't wait to stop my face. November. November. Black Friday. Ugh. Cyber Monday. I hate those words. Rated PG-13. See you in IMAX. A man once was his path for vengeance. Do you want to know where you can find us? Life and pinstripes. Something, something and pinstripes. Just kidding. Where can they find us, James? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Mine is at Stolzenberg TJ. Mine is uh, at JF21. Uh, there's like JF21. There's a JF22 on Instagram. By the way, find you us. can find us on clovercrestmedia.com, by the way. Clovercrestmedia.com. Yes, we post our audio. We post We's our up videos. on the website now. We big players. Yes, we're a big time, big time group. Once again, Pardon me for being rude. It was not me. It was my food. It just popped Well, what are you supposed to say? James, what, did we, what are you supposed to not do? Sorry. What did you just do? Uh, Correcting. No, you cut me off. Hey, the per... It's all right. Fine. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, this is the teacher mentality me. If you burp, you got to say the two words. Pardon me. Not the pardon me. Well, you got the me part right. P- excuse me? There you go. Oh. Pardon is even better than excuse me. Let's try to say that to my four-year-olds. Right, Kids. right. Teach him this song. Pardon me. Well, if you were listening, oh. pardon me for being rude. It was not me. It was my food. It, it Something, something was not me. It just popped up to say hello. I forget because now I'm all sad. It was an Austin Powers quote. I stole it from Austin Powers. That's a great... Pardon me for being rude. It wasn't me. It was my food. First of all, highly recommend uh, Trilogy. Great trilogy. Gold member. Gold member. Love when the third one is even better than the first two, and the first two are awesome. Oh. (laughs) Michael Caine as... Michael Caine as father. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was great. Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. Playing young. Number two. Number two. Hi. I'm number two. I'm number two. One hundred billion (laughs) dollars. It's like... Here here you go. It's it's nineteen. It's two thousand whatever. That that's nothing. He's like a hundred billion trillion dollars. Anyways, until you guys keep following us and downloading our stuff at 
at Clovercrest Media Group or clovercrestmedia.com. There's other places like Spotify and I, Apple. Oh, podcast. Apple, iTunes, podcast, whatever. iTunes, pretty much everywhere. You find us there. You love us. Show us some respect. Show us we'll, some comments. We'll show some to you and we'll definitely bring you up. And uh, I noticed every time I do the hand thing, uh, James does it too. I love it. I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do we do with our hands? Send us a message. Tell us what to do with our hands. And if you say something creative like flick ourselves off or shove it up a boop, you get no credit. Or tell or Be original. Yeah. Call us snowflakes. Call us something new. Snowflakes was great. That deserved a lot of credit. I, I, mean, loved, I loved being called that snowflake. I mean, it was an episode title, so think of it this way. And that episode also has the most downloads in our Google Analytics. Yes. And you know it's bound to get more as time goes along. So, nonetheless... We had a great time today. This was a fun episode. We had a lot of bad energy out, and we turned it into some good stuff. Yes. James, good rants today. Very. I tried to keep it professional. You did great. Thank you. I appreciate and it. for all of you back home, just for, never, ever, ever forget to rock, rock and, and or... or.